Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Fused Relativity podcast. Chris here, aka Skulls and Arms. Uh, Kirk, how are you doing today? I am doing great. And uh, just to let you know, I did change my name once again. I'm now Kirk Buckout at AOL.com. So nobody will recognize that. So once again, every show, every podcast, a new name, a new alias. So that's that's what the viewers expect. That's what they're going to get. That's what Chris it's nice wanted. To see, uh, it's nice to see that you're one of a kind, Kirk. Nobody else in the world has an AOL.com anymore. And you, can, John, do you even remember how old? How old are you, John? Like, do, old, like that old enough? Even... Oh, oh yeah, no. AOL? Okay, yeah, good. I think one of my actually no, one of my first email wasn't AOL. It was Netscape. Oh, jeez. Netscape, nice. Oh, not not a plug for Dairy Queen, but I did have a Thin Mint Girl Scout cookie blizzard, and it was amazing. So, I'm not I'm not a part of Big Girl Scout cookie, but nobody's paying me to say this. It was delicious. So, highly recommend it. Go get it. <laughs> well, I will say that the weather has been fantastic here the last couple of days. Seems like Mother Nature kind of flipped this switch from winter to spring. Oh. Well, yeah, we were... shorts, shorts, yay, shorts. It's nice to air stuff out again. It's, I'm just tired of layering. I'm tired of the pile of jackets and flannels and thermals next to the. I want to put those away because I need I need more space. Well, in Colorado, we'll probably get one more snow, so don't oh. put them all away yet. <laughs> but you know. Right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna burn them. Like, I'm come from Arizona. I'm like, well, that's the end of the snow. That takes care of that. I'm gonna burn all of my winter clothes, and the next season, like, damn it, I didn't see that coming. It's cyclical. It came again. Sure. <laughs> well, John, John, what you got going on? How's everything? It's going good. I've spent way too much time in Blender the last few, well, week. Dude, the the new. Uh front animation was really cool again this week with the update well it's oh, yeah, stars in there it got more it looks like a snow-capped mountains or something like that, it was nice that's exactly it that's what i was going for kind of a, a well i wanted more alien landscape but jesus i don't know what that was but whoa like we just drove through a tunnel so we're actually doing <laughs> we're doing this isn't it's a i it, it's not a good idea, but our idea was to do a podcast uh, in a truck to make it moving, and we just went through a tunnel. But um, there it is again. D infinity. Okay, well, it looks like we have some technical difficulties coming in from John at the moment. Um, I think what I'll do is go ahead and jump into the first thing I want to talk about tonight, which is... He'll, he'll uh, come back when the technology comes. We'll hear from him soon, but yeah, we can carry out without him. Let's, let's go. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to jump into something I just wanted to touch on real quick because I've been seeing it everywhere is NFTs. Kirk, are you familiar with these? I am not. Help me with the... the edit. I don't even I don't even have a guess. Well, an NFT is a newfangled digital art, like, I want to say 
it's just a like a painting except it's a digital art piece and they call it a non-fungible token which is what nft stands for non-fungible that's a fun word it is a it, it reminds me of mushrooms oh yeah fungus fungi yeah that's what well, yeah uh, mushroom walks into the bar asks the bartender for a drink sorry we, we don't we can't serve you why not i'm a fun guy come on but uh, <laughs> but uh so these things have been catching my attention because people screen that you're seeing right now and we could turn that into an nft essentially and if you found someone who was like man that's really cool i i want to buy that then you could sell it to them hmm. and the thing is is there's a lot of scrutiny over it because there's nothing keeping anybody from just copying the image and taking it well, yeah, it's like with with digital music, and they can just take it and steal it. So, I mean, I imagine it's the same thing, but more visual. Correct. And so, what what these people are actually buying is like the uh, the rights to the original, even though people can copy it over and over again. Uh, people are buying it and saying, "Well, I've got the original." Like, there's hundreds and thousands of copies of the Mona Lisa but there's only one original. So they're saying that they have the original, but really they just have a file that people can copy. Okay, yeah, and it's not like, you know, uh, cassettes or mixtapes back in the day where the more you listen to it, eventually it, it deteriorates. Like that's, I guess, the, the, the benefit of digital is it can, you can recreate it and it never loses the, the quality. Yeah, but... I just, you know, I don't understand why anybody would pay the amount of money that they're willing to pay for these things, which I think is why it caught my attention in the first place. Yeah, uh, they... Oh, hey, it looks yeah. like we got him back. See, I knew he'd return. Came back. I don't look know who comes, what look who happened. Crawling back to the thing. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, hey, welcome back, John. The, the stream may have been muted for just a minute there, but it will be on the recording, so that's okay. I hope. <laughs> Did you happen to catch any of the talk about the NFTs? Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on the, the price per uh, uh, thing, too. It just doesn't make any sense because it sounds like once once they're sold, the price just plummets. So it helps the person that's, you know, that sells the NFT, but the person that ends up buying it just uh, uh, kind of loses all, all value. And it's not, it doesn't sound like a worthy investment. So it's sort of like a car, like as soon as you drive it off the lot, it just instantly loses value. Yeah. Which is why I'm just, I, it baffles me that this is a thing. 
I think everybody needs to, you know, kind of stop for a minute and just realize that this is kind of dumb. What Bitcoin's a thing and made up? I I never, I still don't understand that. It just seems like made up money, and it's like a. I just equate it to like the gold coins from like Super Mario Brothers. Like that's what I picture when you tell me about Bitcoin. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, nobody really understands Bitcoin, Kirk. So I think you're okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's just odd. Just somehow some things in society have just like people just go, it's a thing, but nobody really understands it. But it's it's over there if you if you're interested. Yep, that's kind of the way it goes, unfortunately. So, I did see, John, there was also something that you were looking into this week. What did you have? I lost the link. Um, so, it was it was essentially about uh, harvesting energy from 5G networks. And uh, the principle behind it is um, because all radio waves have a wavelength associated to them uh it can be uh harvested in or not harvested is kind of the wrong word to use there but collected um using various devices uh they've been doing this for a long time with certain different wavelengths tesla was trying to do this way back and have a open wireless um power grid and one of the things I, I or the, the article he was mentioning is that it's a company as or I can't remember if it was a company or college, but they have created a uh, credit card sized uh, device to be able to capture capture the energy from the 5G wavelength of um, well cell phones. So it wouldn't be able to power your phone or run your phone um, indefinitely, but it would be able to kind of charge it up a little bit as you were going. So essentially, it's not like a fix for charging or it's not going to be the new method of charging, but it'll at least give you some energy from a network that you're using anyway? Yeah. So they've been, like I said, they've been trying or doing it for a long time with like the bandwidth that televisions work off of. And I mean, and I could be entirely wrong in this, uh, but most energy is based in wavelength. Like light is a measurement of wavelength and radio waves are fall into the same category as they're just wavelength that travels through the air. And the closer you are to one, the stronger it's obviously going to be. Um, I wish I hadn't closed the article, but it was what they were getting from their little credit card-like device was about, it was a few microwatts and you had to be within 150 meters of a, a 5G tower. So it, it's not, it's definitely not something that would, you would be able to use to potentially, you know, replace anything in your house or you know you wouldn't be able to put one on the inside of your house and run your house off of it but in like the application of a cell phone it could trickle charge your your phone while you're not using it i imagine a scenario where there's like a hundred people just huddled around a 5g tower 
that's what I'm picturing. Just but yeah, like like look, if you're, the closer you are to the tower, it, it, it's seven seconds quicker, and I need to post more nonsensical stuff on Instagram that nobody needs to see ever. <laughs> but I need to be close to the tower. Well, but I mean, the uh, the service would be great there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I mentioned. It was. It kind of fits into with what Tesla was doing with trying to create a uh, a worldwide wireless power grid, which, I mean, theoretically is completely possible. Uh, it's just yeah, the technology has to kind of advance to that point, and it's definitely getting closer. Is this what Tron was about? <laughs> well, I think this I mean, is what Tron was about. Aside from there, there, there was a lot of grids in Tron, if I remember correctly. Well, you know, computer, <laughs> wireless networks, they're essentially the same thing. Yeah, Jeff Daniels, that guy can do anything. It was good. Um, I still don't know what Tron's about. I've seen it once, and I, I was lost the whole time. I just oh. know there was bright lights. The new one's really good. Well, I say new one. It came out, what, 10 years ago? It's not really, it's not a current one. It was, yeah, like Jeff Daniels after, you know, killing it with Dumb and Dumber. Perfect. Well done. <laughs> well, hey, so <clears throat> 3D, talking about 3D this week, uh, we decided we'd like to get into some uh, filament talk and uh, kind of tackle the different types of filaments that people use for 3d printing and uh just giving ahead you know an over overview of the way that we kind of look at some of these things and how we use them uh for printing because we've been taking a lot of steps towards uh printing some of our own pieces maybe putting them up for sale that kind of thing so just a little look into what we're working on over here well, I think the first question about filament, is it true that it was invented by Dr. Phil? Because I just <laughs> want to get that rumor squashed or right away. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One word answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was moving. You know what? You could have elaborated, but no was sufficient. That was, you know what? That was good. So the first filament that I think we should talk about, and... I'll just put it out there that filament is what gets fed into the printer, which gets laid down and creates the 3D print. Uh, most of them are some sort of plastic. And for the one that you'll most commonly see is called PLA. PLA is what most people will start with. It is the easiest to use in theory. I mean, people can argue, but... Uh, that's currently what I have loaded in my printer. It's cheap. Uh, it doesn't emit any kind of toxic fumes. Unlike you. <laughs> hey, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. So it has, it's a complete opposite of Chris, essentially. And for those wondering, uh, PLA is polylactic acid. And that's what, it, what's, it, what, it, that's what comes out of the extruder, correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons that we like PLA is because it doesn't uh, have any toxic fumes and it burn it melts at a lower uh, 
heat. You don't have to have your extruder nearly as high. So PLA generally sits at an extruder range of like 200 to 220 degrees Celsius. And it's very reliable. It doesn't generally uh, adhere to the build plate. Uh, it can where you would use your glue and hairspray. But uh, overall, it's just a really good filament. It gives uh, a quality print, and the detail is better on the PLA than some of the other filaments. So, and that would be the one you'd recommend for people new to 3D printing. It's just a good, solid, basic, nothing fancy, but it just works. Yeah, yeah. that would that would be the uh, beginning recommendation for anybody getting started. I'd say start with PLA because it's going to give you the best chance of success. Well, and for the, the longest time, it was the number one printed filament. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot of people are starting to switch uh, based off of what kind of project they're working on. Uh, one of the other filaments is ABS, and ABS is another thermoplastic, just like the PLA. And by thermoplastic, we mean it's a meltable plastic, basically. And ABS stands for, I'm going to butcher this, but it's acrylonitrile butadiene styrene. I'm going to, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll agree with you. <laughs> That's probably completely wrong, but you know. You said it incorrectly, but I'm not going to say it correctly because I don't know how to do that. So anyway, but... It also spells abs, which <laughs> that's so you got to do some crunches if you're going to buy this product. So this one is actually pretty well known in the uh, industry, especially for injection molding, like for Legos. They use it, uh, that type of plastic for making Legos. Um, that's more of a commercial, you know, Legos. They got their stuff figured out, but uh one thing that I don't like so much about the ABS is the temperature needed to get the extrusion. The standard range is 230 to 260 degrees, which is pretty hot for a standard 3D printer that you would find it in your house. I, uh, it, when you guys are actually next to your printer, like because the temperatures are saying are so hot, do you actually is there do you actually feel? like the heat coming off of the machine or do they have that well like protected and blocked so you don't not from the nozzle the heat bed because it's a large flat surface can you can feel the heat rating off of that and could you ever accidentally burn yourself like if you if you were dumb enough to put your like under the extruder like that would that would burn you wouldn't it well i have it would suck yes, yes it's like it does hot it's hot, hot. Blue times 10 it's like it would an, be like yeah, sticking your hand in an oven. I was going to say, yeah, it's like an oven burn. Like accidentally touching your arm to the oven when you're trying to pull something out. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, to add on to what Chris was saying, the other reason why ABS is kind of falling out of favor is it smells horrible when you're trying to print it. And the heat bed actually requires, I think, mine defaults to something like, yeah, the print bed temperature needs to be around 80 degrees Celsius to 110. Yeah, Just, and I don't my print bed doesn't even go that high, which is one of those problems. And I've successfully printed an ABS and mine does go that high. It's just 
yeah, that bed is is, is quite warm to touch. And then the last one I have is uh, what they call Pet-G. And uh, Pet-G is starting to be a real popular pivot from the PLA filaments, uh, mostly because it's much stronger than the PLA. It has a more functional use because it uh, it's one stronger, so it has an actual stronger base but it also has some more flexibility to it. So it won't break if you're trying to wiggle it off the print bed because it's stuck. And then it just snaps because the plastic doesn't want to bend. Yeah. And, they brought... oh. Oh. and the, uh, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, the other thing that, uh, Petchy, well, and Petchy has a, similar strength to ABS. That's why ABS was used a lot because it's, it's a lot stronger than PLA. Um, and to print Petchy, it's very similar to uh, PLA. It just needs a little bit warmer of a hot end and a print bed. Yeah, and also it is, um, it's becoming, you know, basically a little more finicky to print one of the things that I've seen with PETG is it sometimes adheres too well to the bed. Uh, and basically, if you don't have some kind of glue or hairspray or whatever you use as a buffer, uh, many people have lost their glass print beds to a PETG print. Yeah, I've, I've printed a few things in PETG, and it's, it's definitely tougher the thing to keep in mind is just because it's a tougher material doesn't mean this stuff or it's not going to break. Um, I have, there's a lot of stress tests and stuff I've watched on um, different types of filament. And I mean, just like with anything, they'll all break because the process of making these is you're putting plastic on top of plastic on top of plastic. So there's going to be inherent weaknesses at those layer lines. Well, especially when you're melting plastic to then cool plastic, you have to deteriorate it in order to build on top of it. Yes. Well, one one of the problems I keep hearing coming up, you said like there's a smell. Some of them have odors. Is there a way to combine it where somebody could make filament that actually smells good? Like, you know, it's like a scented candle, but it's like filament. So it's like you make a 3D printed something and it smells like cinnamon rolls you know what <laughs> that, i'm curious billion dollar if, idea i was gonna John, say i'm this. curious if that would work because that would honestly be awesome the only yeah, problem i could see, like see go ahead is it if the if the uh fumes are actually toxic you don't necessarily want someone hovering around the printer man i really could use some cinnamon rolls and then you know they pass out or whatever. Talk to like the, the air spray things, like the glade, the thing, like I talk to a guy, I'm like, well, those are, those are safe. Right. And they're like, Oh, it's just filled with chemicals. No. You know? So it's <laughs> like, well, no matter what. So it's like, might as well mix it with fill. Like if you're going to make your place smell better, you might as well 3d print something at the same time and fill your house with chemicals just from a different 
origin. Does that make sense? You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not. laughs> That's hey, your catchphrase, you by the way. <laughs> you already sparked something, Kirk. We're going to look into this. Yeah. Look, I, you, you may, I talked about uh, cartoon, I poop, dog poop, and you printed it. So, yeah, you know what? Look at that. A new idea. Somebody patent that quick so <laughs> it doesn't get stolen. But right here first on Fuse Relativity episode is it five? Five. five. A million dollar idea right there. A scented filament. Make it happen. Well, to kind of segue from scented filament, um, this is part that I was going to talk about. There's uh, various filled filaments. Um, one of the more popular being wood fill, carbon fiber, um, bronze or metal filled is also fairly popular, although harder to, to come by. And essentially, they take the uh, the PLA and they infuse it with, you know, particles of wood or carbon fiber or whatever, and then you print with it, and it gives it a very similar feeling to, you know, let's say you're using the wood filament, you would be able to potentially sand it like you would a an actual piece of wood. I mean, it's still essentially plastic, but it does have some of the inherent properties of the material that's inside of it. Used, <clears throat> well, I haven't actually printed with it, but I've seen the wood filament used. And I thought that was the coolest part was that you could actually take a sander to it and it looked like you were sanding a piece of wood. Yeah. I haven't... What was, was it like sawdust flying off or what was like, what did it look like? Well, in a, in essence, that's that's what the wood fill is. Is it's plastic with sawdust in it. So yeah, it kind of looks like sawdust, but it's really just plastic. But it gives you the idea that it's wood. Yeah, same with the carbon fiber or the metal fills. I've really wanted to play or print more in the metal filled filaments. The downside to them is that uh, what, would the, what would be the benefit of I'm trying of something that looks like wood that's not you know what I mean like trick your friend into using kindling that's just <laughs> gonna you know I, I, like I guess just decorative like or what 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 would the purpose be? Well, and like with the wood fill, you could potentially stain it to get the uh, desired texture that you would like. Uh, the metal fill ones, I'll give an example. Uh, I work in radiology, so my thought was if I use the metal-filled ones, I might be able to start 3D printing my own uh, markers because it would have metal in it, and metal or radiation does not go through metal as somewhat, and it would be a cheaper alternative to me having to spend $20 every time I lose one. I'd probably just stop losing them. That's an option too. Might, uh, yeah. It was just an idea. If it were that easy, but I no, think... the metal the metal fill is is really cool, and uh, you do have to have a different nozzle for that, correct? It is. You don't have to have a different nozzle. So with any of the filled um, filaments, you can print them with a standard brass nozzle. The problem is that because they're filled with material, 
as they're printed, they will actually eat away the brass nozzle. And especially with like, if you're trying to print, um, let's say steel filled PLA, steel is obviously harder than bronze. And as that plastic's getting pushed through, it's just going to abrade away the, the nozzle. So ideally you would have a hardened steel nozzle, but that brings other challenges to printing that are beneficial for when you're trying to print that stuff, but not so much when you're just trying to print normal things, if my understanding's correct. So it kind of sounds like the cooler you get with this, the more work you have to put into it. Well, isn't it like that with every hobby? It is exactly. It's just unfortunate. Now, the more you go down the rabbit hole, the more the more fancy toys you're going to end up buying uh, just to keep it interesting. I mean, look at me. I have three printers. Chris has two-ish. Now, I think that was a slam on your printer. He just he, said, he threw in an ish there, like as your printers <laughs> were horrible pieces of crap. That's, that's how I interpreted it. Audience, back me up, right? Hey, I I printed a dog turd, Kurt. That's all I need my printer to do. Do. <laughs> After I printed that dog turd, it's just sat idle, dusty. Nothing. It's just like, well, I've kind of peaked. There's nothing. Where do you go from there? Just what about, uh, <laughs> John, what about TPU? That's, that's one I'm kind of interested in. So TPU, it goes by a few different names. Um, it's it basically thermoplastic uh, elastomers. And it's essentially plastic that just has rubber-like qualities. I have gotten one to print successfully because uh, I have a roll of TPU that I got to experiment with. And I managed to print one thing, and it was awesome because it could be bended, squished, and it would go back to its original form. The downside is printing with it takes a lot of refinement to the printer itself. When, and when you say rubber, could you actually like I'm? Could you make like a super ball? You know what I mean? Like, could you like that? Could it do that? Essentially, yeah. Hmm. Uh, people have been making like shoes and stuff out of it. I have seen the 3D printed shoes and they're pretty cool. Yeah, and, and the, most of those are just those the the plastics that can bend cuz it it prints very similar to PLA. The problem with it is because it's a bendable plastic when you're trying to print it, it has a tendency to squish in and on itself and potentially jam the nozzle. Okay, so um, I think I was you were telling me about this before. You kind of need a special extruder for it, or at least a gear for a so, extruder. Yeah, so like my Prusa has a direct drive, which means that the filament is fed in through the top right above the hot end and is pushed directly into the hot end. Chris's printer and my Ender 3 Pro both have what's called a Bowden system. So the extruder is not attached to the hot end and pushes the filament into a tube, which is fed into the, the uh, hot end. With the Bowden systems, because you're trying to push this filament into a tube, if it starts 
getting jammed in the, um, in the hot end, you're just going to be pushing this flexible filament onto itself, which is only going to, you know, exacerbate the problem and potentially just completely jam the nozzle. Look, anytime you get jammed in the hot end, it's not going to end well. <laughs> uh, first of all, that's going to clog a nozzle every time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, coming from someone who has uh, struggled with some uh, nozzle clog problems and some really failed prints, 19-hour print that failed about halfway through, I'm not going to mess with it for now just because I don't want to go through that headache again. That's got to be, that's got to suck. Like several hours of this thing run and then it, it, it runs and, can, and makes a failure. That's got to suck. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it is not awesome. <laughs> all right well hey uh so we gave gave the six different kinds of filament for everybody to take a look at uh who might be interested in this i do recommend if you haven't started into printing or you're just trying to you know get into it pla is the way to go it's going to be the safest and it's the cheapest way cheapest route to go you're not gonna be dissatisfied Thumbs up. The th seal of approval. PLA. Try it. Try it today. So to but now, oh, I was gonna say, now I, there is some filament, um, and this is something me and Chris have been working on. Uh, let's hope this is set up right. There we go. Um, so this is called silk PLA, and this is kind of what we're. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, so this design right here is one that I have made, and it's something that uh, Chris was just talking about earlier. This is what we're potentially going to start uh, making or selling. It's a really cool, um, right now it's a pencil holder um, for your office or your, your home desk, something to throw your pencils in. But as you can see, it's got all of the planets around the outside on the rings. I know it's now, controversial. Did you, you actually throw pens in there as well? Or is that compatible? Well, I would say there is a pen in there now, but that's not a pen. It's a pair of scissors. Okay. So, you know what? You may have to experiment, but pencils, pens, scissors, paper clips, rubber bands, this thing can hold it all. Yes, it can, Kirk. Uh, basically, your imagination is its limit. Yes. <laughs> No, and there's something special. You can actually the way that the planets line up, right? Like that's that's one of the the uh, the selling point or the hooks. Like you yes. can uh, for a specific date. Is that right? Yep. So once we get some of the, I'm still experimenting. This is kind of a first tease of this to the general public. But uh, once I get happy with how I've made this, I'll be able to align the planets up to whatever specific day um, you want and. I, I just now remembering I didn't load the uh, the other pictures, the one that I've actually done this on. Uh, like that's a okay. birthday, a birthday, uh, an anniversary, yes. something, a special day. Like this is the exact, your your pencil holder is being held the exact date that we met. Or, exactly. You know. they, they do the same thing with star charts, but all you get is a lousy star chart. Here you're getting a pencil holder. Or Star chart can't hold pencils. <laughs> That's right. 
anyway, so that's a little bit of a, a look into what we're working on, and hopefully we will have these pr perfected and ready to go so that we can start throwing them up on our merch. Um, yes. Now for the next bit, it's something else I've 3D printed uh, today, but I think I want to show it in Kirk's corner first, and then we'll jump back and I'll show the pictures. So Cool. Let's get over to Kirk's corner. We, we have a new Kirk's corner for this week. All right. What have we added? Okay. What looks... Okay. So we got the Monster Energy drink. That's okay, that's right uh, yep. on the table there. And then we have, uh, oh, they're definitely waffles. There's got to be the, those, the San Diego Egos. They were by the, thank God they beat the white supremacists to become the championship for the worst sports team ever. That would have been awkward to go, and your champion, the white supremacists. So God bless you, San Diego Egos. Um, is that I'm, it? Was, I'm gonna go with that. Is an upgraded, much better Tinker Cat. Is that yes. it? It looks like it's got antlers or something. <laughs> it's like an angry Tinker Cat. It's gonna gore you. Those well, are robotic arms. It looks like holding yes. a hammer and not, a screwdriver. Not great, mind you, but at least a, a very step up from the demonic squirrel holding a hammer. I agree. That <laughs> one's much nicer. How many times can we have one conversation where we don't have demonic squirrel? Can we just just <laughs> one? It just, I'm tired of it. It's just no. That would be nice, but then. Oh wow! Oh. Look at that. That's what the hell a tinker cat is. Yes. There we have <laughs> finally let you know, Kirk. This Thank you. This 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 it makes it so clear now. I was confused, and I am no longer. So I, I, I took a few vanity shots, but yes, uh, I managed to 3D print the model that I made to upgrade the Tinkercat. <laughs> now, mate, this are, is there a way to, to, to paint it or something to color it, or is this is this the end of it? No, I, this is absolutely can be painted. And then I have a uh, actual cat. Oh, yeah, next to my actual cat. He doesn't look happy. The actual no. cat looks upset with Tinker like this. You think you're better than me? <laughs> like that's man, that's an that is an unhappy, annoyed looking cat. <laughs> you're not wrong. For someone who is always trying to eat my plastic, yes, he's annoyed. I don't know what it is, but he, he seems to try and they him and uh the other cat I have try and get into my box of scraps, the the printed scraps that I have. Probably because it smells like corn. Probably. That that's what it's made out of. Well, Kirk, uh, John, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I would like one of those Tinker Cats, please. So if you oh, could print me one and send it, that would be awesome. Yes. I can print both and, of you one. And Kirk, let's hear what you got in your corner this week. We've had themes in the past Kirk's Corner. I thought I'd... A little more random, uh, sort of a just brain bits. Here's our just bits of my brains of what I think, just random thoughts. They weren't really connected with anything. But if you guys want to chime in, uh, feel free to jump in or maybe wait to the end and then pick your favorite. But just here's just a couple, five or six random thoughts for Kirk's Corner. Um, the first one, uh, do you ever think the Statue of Liberty and the Jolly Green Giant hooked up? I mean... Seriously, it seems 
they seem like a perfect match. Um, so if you guys want to digest that, if you guys want to chime in, but uh, we can save that. Or you know, old McDonald was so old he could only remember three of the vowels. That's not healthy. That's not. It was e i e i o. None of the rest. That's. I think he was senile. Um, <laughs> another one. Uh, once a politician states that they are for waffles, they can never change their mind. That ties in with the waffle. Okay, you guys, not so much. Okay, a couple more. Um, what else do I got? Um, you know who misses the Confederate statues the most? Pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> If if the answer to your hot button issue is pigeons, maybe it's not that important. Um, let's see, Paul. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a little musical. <clears throat> here we go. Star Wars. Huh? What are they good for? Absolutely nothing except the original three. Say it again. No, already did. <laughs> okay. So that's a uh, musical. And then in the musical vein, uh, have you guys seen these new drum machines? Drum machines have become so lifelike when they aren't drumming, they're out delivering pizzas. Uh, they are crashing on their buddy's couch. They are lugging gear around and they are giving the lead singer condoms. So that's <laughs> how you'll. So there, uh, there you go. Those were sort of brain bits. Uh, did any of those, any. Go ahead and challenge me if you have any logical. If I don't think that was correct, or you have any <laughs> questions, now would be the time to jump in, guys. Well, I do believe pigeons will miss the statues. I mean, they're they're their favorite. Where else do pigeons go? Uh, tall buildings, trees, um, lamp posts, above my car in the parking lot. Saying is that they're going to make do. They're going to be fine. So even without those statues, pigeons are going to—they're going to evolve. They're going to figure it out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was quite the insight into uh, uh, Kirk's brain this week, and uh, I did like the musical number. It was a nice touch. Did you like the Star Wars? I mean, uh, you know, come on. What is it good for? And I am going to throw this out there just because uh, we we had a chat member chime in and respond to the Statue of Liberty and the Green Giant and say, and that's how the Hulk was born. Thank <laughs> yes. Okay, there you go. They had a love child named the Hulk. <laughs> you went. Uh, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> and eat your damn vegetables. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Listen to Sprout. Eat your vegetables. Right. Well, I heard the Jolly Green Giant. He was actually uh, he was a cousin of Andre the Giant, and he was just green with envy. Hey yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scattered laughter. That was per <laughs> You guys are related a bit. Just a bit. All right, and now I think we'll we'll, we'll cut Kirk's corner there. Uh, we're gonna save some of his brain for uh, later episodes. Okay, how, how about the waffles too? Come on, the tying with the waffle—that was nice. Seriously, it was nice, Kirk. Um, everybody likes waffles. 
Okay. What what else is going on? What what are we moving to next? Is it the uh We're talking about space. Bears. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. John, what you got with SpaceX this week? Um, so they well, they tried to launch SN eleven. And uh what happened was it was foggy as hell, and uh, no one exactly knows what happens, but it blew up. And most people believe it blew up above the launch pad. I, I haven't really been paying attention too much, but I, I still don't know if they've released exactly why they did it. Other than possibly that it was off course, and uh, they didn't want it to land somewhere where it didn't, so they just popped it a little bit higher up could have been i do uh remember seeing an article that said it did reach nominal flight height yes i think the the leading thought is that it there was problems with the engines when it was trying to relight so it was like a self they they did it on purpose it was like yes. almost like a self destruct they did okay yeah every all of those test flights have self destructs on them and if the computer decides it doesn't like what's happening it it pops the cork and there goes the rocket. Wish I had that at my SATs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Elon tweeted out shortly after that that uh, SN15, uh, which is the next one that's going to go on the launch pad, should be on the launch pad. He said in a few days. Uh, obviously, it'll probably be on the launch pad next week. And that one has a ton of changes to the uh, the starship itself that we don't know about so hopefully that will be the first in the line that actually lands correctly and maybe we'll get to see it and it won't be foggy i did i did see an article today that said the sn15 was fully stacked now yes it i think it fully stacked yesterday all right, let's get our minds out of the gutter. Come on, seriously, guys. <laughs> really, you're you're ogling. Don't stop ogling the robot, the the the, the rocket. But it's. it's uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's a rocket. <laughs> Don't look at it. It's still, you know what? It still has feelings. Hey, I'm 3D printing solar systems here. I. I like rockets. What do I have to say? Because they're <laughs> phallic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. uh speaking of space i was gonna do an update on the ingenuity helicopter that we talked about last week they didn't really uh get as far as they wanted to like i said they were moving very slow and for whatever reason something must have happened to where they are running quite a bit behind on this but they do have the legs completely unfolded and it is ready to drop onto the surface they have not done it and they haven't announced when they're going to drop the, the the rover or helicopter onto mars but they said that the date of initial flight has been pushed back by a, a couple of days so they said maybe the 11th would now be the first day that we would see the helicopter actually fly can't wait for that can we call it a whirly bird i I, it's it's more fun Uh, call it a whirly bird 
I, I do wish we were still calling helicopters whirly birds. It is a much better name. That's it. I, that might bring the country together. Just a little silliness. In fact, I haven't heard that word in a long time. The it's, ingenuity. You say it sort of, it's always Canadian. We're, it's a whirly bird. Yeah, it wasn't Canadian. It was so, but... <laughs> Yes, the Mars Ingenuity Whirly Bird. I'm going to they... send that tweet out. See, that's and... a much better name. See what the scientific community is going to thank us. It's all about marketing for the science people, and Whirly Bird is going to take off. Well, they... they'll probably get a few more views on Twitter, at least. Right. <laughs> And I'm going to go on a soapbox real quick, uh, something I haven't really done, but because I was you never pre- wash anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was a... Touche, Kirk. <laughs> uh, so I was cruising Twitter and I was looking at the JPL uh, NASA account and I got really bummed out because a lot of people were talking about how it was stupid uh, to send this helicopter onto Mars and how dare you spend $80 million for something that doesn't mean anything to anybody. And it just kind of ticked me off. I'm thinking, do you guys realize what a feat that we're trying to overtake here? This is a modern engineering marvel, and it's going to be really awesome when this thing uh, tries to fly so everybody should just relax and enjoy it. End of soapbox. And to top it off, you know, 80, what did you say, 80 million or? 80 million, yeah. See, and that's that's almost nothing in terms of uh, spending in, in the grand scheme of things. Like, yes, it, it doesn't make sense to send that to Mars. Like, if you were looking at it from a pure perspective, you know, the, the amount of scientific research or data that's going to come back is well worth beyond $80 million. All right, just the, the, um, the I mean, the, the internet, the technology, computers, like every advance leads to another a modern convenience that helps everybody. And let me get on my soapbox for a little bit and go, everyone, please send a box of soap to Chris. He may, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't know what to do with it, but if we just pummel him with it, he might break down and bathe okay <laughs> probably probably not <laughs> but also i was gonna throw out this one uh uh little interesting piece too that i'm maybe other people knew i didn't know this and it blew my mind a little bit uh the rover that they sent up the perseverance rover that is housing this helicopter I didn't know that is the size of a small SUV. Oh, yeah. It looks tiny when you're looking at it in comparison. But when you look at how big this thing is, it is massive. Same with the helicopter. The helicopter looks tiny, like a little one that you could set on your desk. But that thing is, you know, a decent size for what it is. So the rover is like the size of like an Escalade. So it's like pimped out. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, maybe not an Escalade, more like, I don't know, a Escape. But, you know, we're talking a small SUV. Escalade would be the uh, big pimped out one. I don't think that it's uh, it's that cool. It's not rolling on 20s, but uh, just the thought that spinners. it's that okay. big. Yeah, with no spinners. 
on on the uh, perseverance. But I think just the fact that it's that big uh, was really kind of cool. Yes, and it'll be very interesting if SpaceX takes stuff in the Starship because, in theory, the Starship could take you know something the size of an actual Escalade to Mars. Yeah. Well, if you know, it'll Musk probably be. A, his... <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably gonna be a, a an electric truck. Yeah, a cyber truck. If Musk has his way, that'll be the uh, next thing on Mars, and the uh, windows won't be shattered. We know that. <laughs> I don't. Does Kirk get that reference? Just in case, Kirk uh, Musk did a show off of his new cyber truck design said that the windows couldn't be broken and uh the the first guy broke it i missed that what he just he just like hit it like with some, with a like hammer it. or was it a rock yeah. no they were throwing steel balls at it and uh he was like go ahead throw the steel ball at it and he throws it and it just crashes through the window and he was just like Oh man! All right. Well, I, you know, I think the lesson learned is never annoy someone so much where they throw a steel ball at the wind, and then you're fine. So just don't don't antagonize people with steel balls. You're you're okay. <laughs> yeah, generally, probably a good plan. Well, why would you do that? It just you know what that guy, <laughs> the guy with the machete. I'm gonna go annoy him. No, no, don't no. I don't do that. <laughs> Well, uh, this is the point in the podcast where we normally switch over to our Reddit React section, but we decided that we're going to try and save that for the after show, and anybody who wants to join us for the Reddit React and looking at some of the 3D prints can do so, and in place of that, we're going to go... It makes it like the cool after party, by the way. It makes it kind of the cool club afterwards. Like, hey, after the show... Come by the after power to, to after party to hear what we really think. Clever. No? Yeah. <laughs> and in place of the Reddit React, we are going to go a little off topic. Yeah, so perfect. You pulled it up. So if you can see it, uh, there's a video. I saw it was from 60 Minutes. We There's a, there's a company in Boston and they are making dancing robots. So if you if you can play it, look just look at this. This is what scientists are doing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cancer, blah blah blah. No, like robots, they need to dance. In fairness, <laughs> the company is not making dancing robots. They just got their robots to dance. I I that's to me, here's, a, the, here, here's the slippery slope, and maybe it's not a slippery slope, but it's definitely a downhill trajectory. Once you teach the robots to dance, then they're going to learn to lap dance. And then with the generation being hooked with their computers, essentially they're going to install an ATM machine, and it's just going to be a vicious cycle. Like you're going to take money out of the ATM, you're going to get money, and then give it right back to the robot for the robot lap dance. That's what I <laughs> thought. <laughs> um, how can we stop the stripper robots from just stealing as, our money he says that as the ostrich looking thing comes out 
I mean, first of all, that <laughs> and like um, for and also by they taught him to dance. They taught him to dance. They're doing the mashed potato. Why not the robot? For God's sakes, it's right in front of you. You're gonna make robots dance, and you're gonna not do the robot. It just seems insulting. Their heritage. <laughs> It's not in their their contract says no robot, Kirk. It's okay. They specifically it was a robot request. Okay. Yeah, and sorry to tack on to this. Yeah, the company is Boston Dynamics, and uh, they're one of the leaders in automation when it comes to robots. And well, here here's one good. Th here's what I here's what I think is going to happen. Robot dancing will lead to all dances at weddings being women with robots. I think that's, if they can automate our jobs away, they can automate the annoyance of having to dance at weddings. That would be awesome. Seriously, come on. Don't you, you're like, oh, honey, let's go dance. Hold on a sec. And then, and then they go have fun, and then you get to sit at the bar. <laughs> It's a win, 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 win. Like, tell me, yes. tell me what's wrong with this. That's the thing. If they can steal our jobs, they can take some of our annoying uh, chores away as well. Well, and this is going to kind of, we're going to talk about this next podcast just as a little uh, a teaser. But yeah, we want to kind of debate about automation because that's essentially what Boston Dynamics is trying to do is automate what they can that's perfect i just i had one more quick thing about because i was actually watching a documentary called footloose have you guys seen it <laughs> uh, basically it's I, mean, I didn't watch the whole thing but i have to say if robots start dancing basically those robots are going to be so enthralled with music that they're going to quit their factory jobs and they're going to start a springsteen cover band uh, and then we're going to fall behind the trade war even further. And then, you know, robots, they're born to run down Thunder Road. It's just going to be, a, it's going to end poorly with these. We got to go footloose, no dancing, or all of our robots are going to start Springsteen cover bands. It's a real fear, Kurt. That's why they're, <laughs> they're working on the AI. <laughs> I like the seriousness. You really—it's a real thank you. See, I'm I'm saying what all the Americans are thinking. That's because, like, you know, once the robots start dancing and enjoying music, there's no way they're gonna like, hey, this factory job sucks. I can I can play some chords. You guys want to rock? Yes. And then they 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 ditch out. Factory closes, and it's <laughs> another Springsteen song. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, John, what else does Boston Robotics do? Well, those three robots, they're essentially the leading manufacturer of robots, I think. And uh, yeah, they're, they're also, they've been coming out with a lot of ah, excuse me, autonomous robots that can do, I want to say menial tasks, but not necessarily menial tasks, but tasks like spot the dog there, the, the yellow one. Let me see if I can. There we go. There you go. Yeah, so Spot there, uh, this kind of ties in with SpaceX too. They have one of these. and uh, He urinates on the rug. <laughs> when uh, I don't want to program for that. When uh, their rockets explode or, you know, fail to land, 
they send this robot in to survey the area to make sure that there's nothing potentially dangerous before they send in the human teams. So he's the, tech, the, the, the bomb sniffing dog, so to speak. Like, Essentially, just... yes. And they were uh, looking at using these uh, like spot and I think, I don't know if there's a smaller one or if this is a smaller one and there's a bigger one, but they were looking at put, sending them into like disaster zones, like an earthquake uh, topples a building, they could potentially send the the robot dog in to look for survivors without having to risk sending first responders in. Well, that's pretty cool. An interesting piece of uh, robotics. Hopefully they just won't take all of our jobs. Yeah, they'll save a couple. There's got to be a couple people for uh, robot maintenance. Yes. <laughs> That'll always be a job. Well, and that's kind of what we're uh, looking to, to debate uh, next week is automation is coming and it's coming quick. And just like with these robots, I mean, they are almost to the stage of giving them an AI and letting them walk around. I'm trying to think of a good movie where that would be in a, a prime example of. Terminator. What are you talking yes, about? Terminator. <laughs> yeah, clearly, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, Terminator. That's that you're not far off, and we're not far off with how things are going. I mean, the biggest limiting factor right now is uh, power, because you know, like with any any of these, uh, they uh, they have a finite runtime just because of battery capacity that's right now the limiting factor is battery technology although good is still nowhere where it needs to be to have something like this run at a significant length without or before needing to be recharged so they keep saying about the electric cars it's just the having enough charging stations or just you know to go on a road trip just having the uh confidence that the battery isn't going to crap out and leave you stranded like that seems to be the, the next big hurdle yeah, and at least for the electric cars, that's becoming more and more of a viable thing. Like, 300 miles on a range doesn't sound like a lot, um, especially when you're talking like gasoline cars. Like, sure, you run low on gas, you just pull over at one of the millions of gas stations around the country and fill up. And that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. The biggest limiting factor is having those places to hook up your car to charge, especially quickly. Because last I checked, if you were using just a standard 110-volt outlet, it would take something like 12 to 24 hours to charge a Tesla. And they, <clears throat> sorry, they have been working on, uh, with their new battery packs, they are trying to get up to the four and 500-mile range yes. on those vehicles just to, just to try and ease the stress on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that the nice thing about the superchargers is you can get a decent amount of charge in about half an hour. So, and if you, let's say realistically, 300 miles at around 75 would give you five, six hours of traveling. So if you timed it right, you know, you go get lunch, come back out, and your car should be almost fully charged. 
Um, it's still very much not as convenient as gas. And that's only if you're if you're traveling across country, probably don't take the Tesla. Yeah. Right. Yes. <clears throat> well, the next topic uh, I'm very uh, excited to show just because I came across it. It's off topic, but it's pretty funny. John, let's see if we can get that up. You want me to actually pull it up? Can you? I, I thought know. you had it. I, I thought you had it ready to go. No, I didn't have. So while he's checking to see if he can pull this up, uh, I found it kind of funny. There was a story with video that these uh, underwater photographers caught. And essentially, there were these octopuses. Oh, there we go. There we go. So these these octopuses they found, which I did find that octopuses is the correct plural. So it's not octopi. Uh, octopi is accepted, but technically the the actual plural is octopuses. Hmm. And uh, so apparently with these these kind of debag octopus just randomly punch these fish, and they're not really sure why. But I thought it was kind of funny. It's like, hey, get out of here. I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Well, in, in, in defense of the octopus, all those fish, uh, they were real pricks. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, you know they, they knew that trail of poop was hanging off them and did nothing to take. Just fix, take care. Everybody can see, take care of the poop. That's what I'm saying. They're dick fish. The video was just funny. I got a kick out of it. Just you got an octopus down there throwing right hooks all over the place. And, uh, you know, just something else. I mean, most octopuses seem like they're angry and mean people. So why not punch people in the face? Well, and, you know, every every punch from an octopus is going to be a sucker punch. <laughs> oh, I guess I walked right into that one. It was, yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, and you know why? Actually, you know why he uh, punched the fish? Because the octopus likes steamed fish. But up, boom. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> but that was the uh, whole point of this new segment uh, to go a little off topic. I did find that the punching octopus's story was lighthearted and funny. That's what we're hoping to bring. We're going to test it out and see how it does. Kind of moving forward, uh, still playing with some things. We're only five episodes in. Uh, but I think, you know, trial and error, we'll see what sticks. I think it was fun. I, 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 there was, I did have one more joke. It had an eight is enough reference, but so you can, you can negate it or we can skip it or not. Go ahead. Uh, let's save it. Okay. <laughs> so what, what video game are you guys, are you guys playing Halo again? Yes. So after the stream here, we're going to be jumping on uh, some more Halo campaign. And this time it won't be terrible. Okay. No, no. I take that back. Our game wow. will probably still be you're terrible. In, you're in advertising. You're in Mark. That was G. <laughs> it won't the, be the, horrible. You the, won't gouge your eyes out, people. Come on in. The video quality well, won't be horrible. It's won't HD now. Yes, this it's HD now. Will not be the worst experience of your day. How about that? <laughs> Don't oversell it, guys. It's 
<laughs> but uh, one thing I did want to talk to you about, John, was uh, I'm a little pissed at you because you got me into this stupid game. And I just wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's been driving me crazy. And that's yeah. luck be a landlord. In fairness, not stupid, just horribly addicting. Yes, it uh, ties together my two favorite things. Well, some of my two favorite things, which would be gambling and strategy. And I don't really care for that. <laughs> I, I've been having a ton of fun. I almost, I almost had two good runs tonight before the, the stream started. So what it like be a so you just evict people? That seems kind of like a dick video game. It's the opposite. You're trying to not get evicted by you playing have, a, a, a slot machine. You have to use a slot machine to pay your rent. That's how you pay your rent. And then as you play the game, you add symbols to your slot machine and you try and get the symbols to work together to give you more money to pay your rent. But the douchebag landlord keeps raising the rent every month to be like double so it's a real pain in the ass so, it's a, so hey america if you want to stay in your apartment gamble yes <laughs> <laughs> but i've been playing it a bunch it is a very fun game so far i uh haven't you know done everything that i should be doing to uh to win but i did get to apartment level two so win-win for me think I'm on apartment level six. See, I am not as good at games as you are. Oh, wow. Well, did you guys get that clog fixed? Too? <laughs> well, and not promising anything, but there's a chance I might stream it tomorrow and we'll see if Chris will join later on in the afternoon. Hey, maybe we'll get Kirk on too. He can throw his uh, two cents in on that game. Oh, I hope there's can... a tenant meeting. That'll be nice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was just a game that, that we got into this last week, or at least John got me into this last week, and I thought yep. we'd share it on the podcast just in, there, in case anybody likes to play games on the computer. You can pick it up on Steam, and it is uh, incredibly addicting. So if you don't have a lot of time to throw into it, don't buy it. <laughs> what a great advertisement. Truth in advertising. That is correct. So, well, I think that... uh. That will wrap up our show for this week. I do hope everybody enjoyed it. We're trying some new things, but hopefully it was entertaining. And uh, I'm Chris. I'm John. And I am Kirk Buckout at AOL.com. <laughs> uh, hey, 